welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here, we're going to get real about what it takes to host a profitable event, how to actually get sponsorships, and we'll dive into the world of virtual, hybrid, and live events in an ever-changing industry. Stay tuned for our episodes Well, we have exciting interviews with sponsors and people that have mastered their own virtual and hybrid events. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get right into it. Hey there, friends. Well, here I am again, Six Figure Event Podcast. I'm so excited to start recording again. I know it's been a while, but let's say trying to run a multi six figure, almost seven figure event business while having kids at home during the pandemic, virtual school, let's just say it was a whirlwind. (laughs) I know some of you feel my pain, all the moms are nodding in agreement. I know some ways it was magical, but easy was definitely not a word I would use to describe last year. But the kids are back in school, and I'm ready to dive in where we left off with this podcast. So I'm really happy you're here. I'm really ready to dive into some juicy tips and tricks that my team and I have used over the past year navigating a rebirth of Eventistry by Alicia. But prior to the pandemic, we did virtual events. It was never our main focus, but um, it you know because it wasn't the main focus of our clients at the moment. I know I'm sure a lot of you have been in a similar situation, whether you're a corporate event planner who offered the occasional virtual workshop or webinar, or you know maybe you're a solopreneur coach who offered mostly intimate retreats with a monthly you know girl boss event retreat network virtually. Um, it wasn't just a priority at that time, right? People love that in-person connection. So when the pandemic hit, we really learned in trial by fire mode, right? Everyone's like, we have to pivot. Gosh, I know that word is the most overused word of 2021. But we learned all the virtual event platforms we could possibly in the last year so we could guide our clients to have the right fit. We navigated canceled contracts like a boss. We tried to recoup costs wherever possible. I mean, event professionals everywhere know that we had sleepless nights. I remember we had one day last year in March that literally all of the events were had to be postponed. We went through all phases like that. It was awful. But there's one thing that you know about me. It's not, I'm not one to give up, right? I'm not accepting no for an answer and nor do I usually just walk away without a second chance, a third chance, and even sometimes fourth. So that's how I got here in the first place, running four businesses in the past. This is the fourth business. We want to make sure that no matter what the landscape brings, you are faced with adversity, you're faced with challenges, you're down in the dumps, you have not a penny to your name because we've all been there. It's time to pick up, it's time to brush off, learn some new skills and get back out there. Whether that's a new industry for event professionals who you know just walked away and that's okay or for those other event planners that are now freelancers, that are working from home, right? We are trying, we're figuring out a way, we're trying to rise above it all. So despite gathering restrictions, constant changes, (laughs) because every day is a new day here in in post-pandemic world, it was honestly, it led to a shift for my team. 
And it was, it's been wildly successful and really rewarding. So now we're totally focused on virtual events, hybrid events, obviously, with the occasional in person, right? I mean, again, we pivoted and it freaking worked. <laughs> I hate to say that because a lot of people struggled. However, we've landed, we've landed major, major clients like Pepsi, you know, uh, Upwork. We've landed some celebrities in there, great conferences that I think we have never really been able to plan if it were not for the pandemic. So we led to, we were doing clients like virtual event strategy, um, coaching, execution, because they saw how successful our other events had been. So while today we're going to going to be sick of me saying pivot, I know, but I'm going to teach you how to pivot your events business to thrive in this new era or pivoting your events in general. So if you were an event-focused business or solopreneur, entrepreneur in this new era for the events world, we're going to focus on that and how to actually do that. So I'm a true believer that you can be absolutely successful if you put your mind to it, if you put your skill set to it, if you actually give it a chance. I did it and my business is thriving and growing daily. So you can do this too. Adapting and making your events business more marketable in a virtual world is going to assure your business longevity and success. So you can't stick to one thing just because you know how to do it. I mean, imagine if we all played it safe. Mm, No, embrace the suck. (laughs) That brings me back to (laughs) Wayne's world. I don't know. For for all you millennials, I don't know if you know Wayne's world, but it it brings me back to Wayne's world. (laughs) Embrace the suck. Be willing to be uncomfortable and lose. Because spoiler alert, that's going to happen. In fact, going to throw a stat out there. 65% of planners have never been involved in the process of planning a virtual event. So you're really not alone in this. And maybe you have a couple now under your belt. You're feeling it. You're like, yes, I love this at home. But when you push through that initial discomfort, like trust yourself. Learn those new skills allow your business to thrive. And that's when the real six-figure magic will happen. So the first thing you need to do to start pivoting your business to serve virtual and hybrid event clients is really understand what events and hybrid events entail and why understand why these events are the way of the future. So to put it simply, if you don't know, virtual events are hosted fully online with a digital platform and hybrid events are hosted in person with a virtual component. So why are these events here to stay despite the fact that the world is starting to open again? Okay, let's get into it, right? We're going to give you, I'm going to give you a couple points, write these down, and we're going to dive into this. So number one, the reach is way higher for virtual and hybrid events. And businesses, sponsors, partners, attendees have noticed that, right? Cvent did a, a study just a while ago that shared the hybrid events alone have the chance to multiply your attendance like 10 times at a minimum. Minimum. Salesforce hosted an event um, in APAC that in person would have drawn about 10,000, but it garnered 80,000 views. So This is just one example, but just to show it really does work and get businesses out there to more people. The larger your engaged audience, the more ROI your event is going to generate, right? Makes sense? I know people are going to come back. Alicia, you can't replace in person. And that, while that's true, you can still have a wildly successful event. So why not do that? Number two, business in general is going remote. 
So you've seen that businesses are, are again, here's the dreaded word, pivot. Businesses are pivoting and over 75% of companies surveyed said that they'd be offering hybrid work options. You're seeing it now. Remote work has been insanely successful. So businesses are realizing the operating remote, right? Employees are working more freedom. They're pulling in talent from anywhere in the world outside, just, you know, instead of an hour outside of their office and they're saving money, obviously, because everyone wants to save money. My team is fully remote. And honestly, we were kind of the pioneers because we were doing it way before the pandemic. But I'm in Canada. I have planners all over the world, right, to help serve our clients just a little bit more easily. But the moral of the story is that it works. And it'll be here to stay, which directly influences the world of events and popularity of virtual and hybrid, right? So when you start pitching these events formats to your clients, these are the details you want to focus on. Now that you understand that aspect, right, the first step in being able to plan a virtual event is educating yourself. I'm going to say the principles are the same. But at the end of the day, a virtual event or hybrid event is still an event. You're going to use the same production schedules. You're going to use the same checklist and vendors that you would, but it's a lot more technical. What you need to do is master the platforms, the differences, and what to recommend for that specific event strategy, right? Do demos with the software experts. I mean, the best practice is obviously practice, but read the blogs, understand the features better than everyone, because that's how you're going to be able to sell a virtual hybrid event package, being the expert they can trust, right? One of the biggest questions, I'm not going to say the number one, but one of the biggest questions is what platform clients should use. So be prepared for that. I love a few besides Zoom, but pretty wildly known, if I'm going to name some here, hop and feed loop, run the world, right? We want to think about looking at platforms strategically and being the best option for what the features, benefits of that particular event are going to be. If it's high in production, maybe you want to just use StreamYard. If it's more geared towards closed captioning and bilingualism, you can use Feedloop, right? More complex reporting. We love supporting women-owned businesses, so maybe Run the World is one. So after you're an expert in all the platforms, the next key is getting the right team in place. And I'm going to tell you, number two thing that I did was hire a team. I like to think that I'm more tech savvy than most, right? I run a virtual event business, but part of my success is also relying and training my team. I have an amazing tech guy on my team who's been in the AV industry for years, and he's a godsend. While I can troubleshoot with the best of them, he's a master at running the events. I let him do that. Get yourself a Dave. (laughs) Well, you must have a team that you can trust just to be tech savvy, if not more so than you are, okay? So my team really, once I hired, and I've heard this before. If you're you're listening now, you've probably heard, oh, hire a team. It's going to be the best. And and I I get it. You're, You're a little, it's a little, you know, iffy. I've always had less than five on my team throughout my years of experience. I have a team of 20 now. And when I'm able to pull that team together, they are able to take on more clients, more work. And at the end of the day, we are able to create more magic. I handpicked them myself. I've trained them myself. We have 10 virtual event associates. We have a couple of AV guys that we rely on in-house And we also have some project managers that help 
the structure, the flow of, of our clients. So at the end of the day, all of that comes together in a really nice package. And what you want to look for when hiring is somebody who is open, who is flexible, who has that personality and know-how to be a go-getter. Because when I look for somebody, I ask them very specific questions. And I ask them exactly what they're looking for so that I can match their skill set to the job required. So a lot of event planners now, they do have the virtual event experience, but trying to find team members with a little experience and train them on the platforms, right, you want to offer to your clients. So a lot of the platforms offer you a group demo. We've done that before. It benefits them too. So they're happy to do it. Okay, so now you have the knowledge, you have the team. Now, number three, you have to position yourself as an expert in the hybrid and virtual world. So you can get clients looking to enter and grow that space. That means changing your website, right? Mixing up your content so you can post about virtual event expertise and sneak peeks of your event, rocking the event space. Making sure that everyone knows you offer way more than just in-person events. When I reposition my brand from in person, from coaching, I really talked about, guess what? I have worked with 80 plus platforms and over the past year, and I was able to pivot that so that I listened to my target audience members, my potential clients, my current clients, what questions are they asking me? Do polls, do surveys, do studies, right? That's the kind of language you should be using. If you're not a copywriter, don't worry, by all means, right? You you can still create an event website and position yourself as an expert without having to hire for thousands of dollars. Then once you're once you're getting once you're there, you can definitely hire and get editors and, and, and strategic, you know, sales conversion copywriters. Absolutely. But I I switched to my website um, about three, four months after the pandemic, which again we waited a little bit too long. Um, we were able to get that website, get it up there, change the wording, ensure that my audience that was visiting my website knew exactly what I offered and had no questions. Then I would be able to get them on a call because most events and most clients are very custom-based project price. So I know your head's probably exploding, (laughs) but remember those three key things are going to help you to pivot your event business for a post-pandemic world, right? From my experience, here's how I went from making six figures to almost a million dollars in less than a year. And it is possible because at the end of the day, even though if you're not on that train yet, you can still get on that train. And the train is the virtual and hybrid event experience world. The more experience that you do and get the more successful you will become because you're going to learn, right? You're going to learn. You're going to learn from your mistakes and mistakes will happen. Don't beat yourself up over it. Okay, so I know your head's exploding. I think that's enough today. But in the coming weeks, we'll get more into the nitty gritty details with sponsorship for virtual and hybrid events, how to market your virtual events, all the things. Don't worry, we've got more juicy content on the way. But this will help you lay the foundation to pivot your events business into the virtual and hybrid event era we're in right now. You will be successful. I promise you, you will be successful. If you're feeling a little intimidating 
I'm also offering one-to-one coaching right now. So we have a couple spots left. Connect with me on Instagram, Eventistry by Alicia. We can chat more about what you need. You know, this has been really fun, guys. I hope you've gotten the inspiration you needed to start pivoting your event biz for success. I'm so thrilled to be back podcasting and chatting with you all. So until next time, listen, if you want to hang out with me before the next episode podcast, I've been hanging out on Clubhouse a lot with other event professionals. You can find me there at Alicia May. We'll see you next time. You are a rock star for listening to today's episode, and I want to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram, at Eventistry by Alicia, give me a quick follow, and then slide into my DMs. God, I hate that term, (laughs) but I'm going to say it anyway. Slide into my DMs and let me know what was the worst virtual event that you've ever been to. I'm going to do a next episode on this.